I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 18. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Scott Dawson. Scott is a mortgage broker based in the Lower Mainland. He also has a business partner up in Dawson Creek. He's got a team of six brokers and is with Verico. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm good. Thanks, Scott. You got an easy name, easy name to remember. It is, yes. It's very easy for me. It's a great name, actually. I think you know you have a, a, a fantastic name. So can, can you just tell, a little bit of, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you kind of you kind of covered a little bit of it. Mortgage broker. Um, I've been a broker uh, just I'm in my fifth year now. Um, I work out of the Lower Mainland uh, in uh, office in Burnaby, uh, kind of where I spend most of my most of my days in front of the computer. Um, and a business partner up in Northern BC, so we're kind of that's kind of a market we're we're interested in and looking at, and that's kind of our focus. Cool. And so, what about outside of work? So you've been the broker for five years, but outside of work, yep. what's what's keeping you busy? Yeah, when you don't find me working, I am probably on a golf course. Um, for the most part, when people call and leave me a message and I don't answer the phone, they think I'm out golfing. It's not not always the case, but I, that's kind of my that's kind of my pastime. Spending uh, spend uh, try and spend my weekend on the cor- course for sure. Um, and if I can sneak out maybe a little bit early to the office, I'll I'll go to the driving range something like that. Right. I used to do that lots before I had three kids, and now it's just a uh distant memory <laughs> it's tough it's tough i haven't had as much time this year as i um i've been busier this year which i guess is, is a good thing so i've been a little bit too busy to go out as much but um yeah it's uh i love it cool so i always like to ask so how did you get into the mortgage business because no one ever you know as a little boy or girl says hey when i grow up i want to be a mortgage broker they just kind of end up here so how tell me your story how did you get from you yeah know, i <laughs> i come from a background in hospitality and Funny, funny enough, when I, when we bought our first, like, first condo, Vancouver used a mortgage broker. Um, it was actually somebody at the TD Bank, um, and it was a family member uh, at the time. So, um, used a mortgage broker, and then you know, like everybody in Vancouver at the time, bought and sold a couple of places, and you kind of moved up the, you know, moved up the ladder, made some money. Um, and it turned out, you know, obviously the broker I was using first time went from working at the bank, um, became independent. And um, she's actually my business partner up in Dawson Creek. So Lori Lalonde is who I work with. She's related, but that's, and she kind of encouraged me to kind of get into the business. Um, And that's how I got into it and been happy uh, working with her ever since. Cool. And uh, no regrets then in the the last five years you've been doing this? No, I mean, I obviously, everybody kind of, people come in and they look at my, um, my certificate on the wall and they go, you got into this business in that year (laughs) because it was kind of a terrible time. Um, But I kind of, my kind of, you know, reasoning on it was, well, if I can, you know, get in when it's the worst of the time, you know, um, let's make a goal of it. And I can, things can only get better. So um, they have been, there's been obviously years, there's years that go up, you know, obviously this business commission, right? So years go up and down. You kind of learn along the way. Some years are better than others, but you, you hopefully start to improve. And I have noticed that probably within the last year and a half. Right. There's actually probably an advantage in starting in a tougher market because it'll really make you, uh, you know, more disciplined and versus I remember when I started, the market was crazy. And literally every month, you know, every month you're getting calls from people and you could hardly keep up. And so um, there's different lessons you learn in a tougher market. And now that the market's improved and stuff, you can take advantage of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say the market's probably the market's definitely improved. I guess what's you know, well, you're you're in the business too, so what's cha- you know, what's changed is the the rules are constantly changing, so that's made things a little bit more difficult, obviously. But um, you got to work through it. Right, right on. Okay, cool. So before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a quote, a success quote that you, has impacted you. I love quotes, so they distill a you know something complex into something simple that you can you can take with you. So tell me about a quote that's really impacted you. You know, I don't think I have necessarily someone or so, you know some kind of quote that I that I that I fall back on. I guess in my business, what I kind of kind of like to follow is always keep learning. So if I, if there's some way that I can learn another process, another just something about the business, whether it's about a certain I'm, guidelines, I, I'm a learner, so I like to. That's my thing. Keep keep learning. Okay, I, that's great. I'm I'm the same way. I'm a I'm a student, and I'm and part of the reason we do this podcast is to always be learning. So, can you give me an example of how you've applied that successfully in your business in the last little while? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just we're you know switching. We're I've been switching gears in terms of not working for myself. So we're learning. You know, for me, it's learning working with a part with a business partner. Um, it's learning a different market that you know is different than Lower Mainland here. So this just kind of continues that. Right. So tell me about, you said, how do you, how do you, how are you intentional about this, the learning that you do? Cause I think we all kind of, we can go through days and there's things that we see that go, Oh yeah, that's, you know, I kind of learned something, but are you, do you have an intentional process to make sure that you're continually learning or how's that happening? You know, I, I'm a big, I'm a big reader. Um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, so if there's, if there's, if there's opportunities like that, that come across, I'll, I'll learn about, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, I want to call me a nerd, but I guess I'm kind of a, I'm kind of like a policy and a, like an underwriting nerd. So, you know, I, I like, I, I find joy. It's funny enough. I find joy in reading like an under, like a, uh, a lender's guide, you know, to learn from those and see how I can place these deals. Um, that's kind of how I, how I keep, keep on, keep on moving. I don't read a lot of, I mean, I don't really read a lot of business books or anything like that other than, you know, a few, a few websites. I kind of, you know, follow a little bit um i try and take every opportunity i can to be involved in any type of event that's happening like whether it's a trade show uh some of the some of them like obviously the mortgage broker trade show so i try and go to those whenever i can and another i mean i guess another thing for 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 keeping on learning is and this is how i think we've kind of met through the canadian mortgage hangout with other professionals across the country much like you're doing you can learn so much from other people and they help you in your business as well right yeah no i agree i'm i'm uh i'm the same way i've been Ever since I've been a you know little kid, I've always been eager to always learn things, and and I'm and listening to podcasts, not just the one that I'm creating, but also lots of other great podcasts out there, and so and reading books too, and then talking to brokers. Fantastic way to just you know really sharpen your skills. I know that you're really good at the online stuff. At least you're you've got great web presence. You seem to have really good you know use of you know, Google and stuff. And so um, maybe hopefully at some point you're going to touch on that, but I'm going to get into the next questions and, and you can, you can answer sure. them how you want. So I've noticed that successful mortgage brokers always have a, they always have a process and a system and they have processes and systems for, you know, administrative tasks, which sounds like something not administrative, but like underwriting stuff. And then they have sales processes. And so I want to ask you specifically about, you know, either an underwriting process that wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then how you adjusted it and what kind of outcome you got, or it could be some kind of a, you know, a back end type back-end type task that you that you adjusted recently okay yeah i mean i i guess i mean i can kind of go through maybe the underwriting process a little bit the part of the i mean part of how i work with with Lori up um my business partner is i do a lot of the back-end tasks of it so i guess that's what you kind of learn in business you 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 you, you're in 
you're in business for long enough, you 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 do figure out through process of trial and error, obviously, that you figure out what you're good at. And I'm good at certain tasks in terms of organization and 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 organizing the process of a deal flow from when like the application comes in and processing that, getting it submitted, and with document fulfillment. So and whereas my business partner, we're, we're kind of we're kind of exact opposites where she is really good at the sales at the sales on it with in terms of talking to clients, getting that rapport with clients. So it's a good kind of it's a good kind of synergy between us. So that works really well. Um, I'm kind of in behind the scenes obviously, but it's an important part. Um, and it supports her with her in order for her to get out and do do what she needs to do to, to, to bring in business in the door. That took me that took us I mean it took me almost five years to figure that out what you're good at. But it, it finally came around. Right. So it's always, yeah, it's definitely a, a recurring theme to stick to your strengths that I've been getting from people that I've been talking to. But I'm going to maybe dig just to be a little more specific. So you've got this girl that you're working with. She's kind of fantastic at being out in the community, talking to people. Mm-hmm. So what can you give me an example of a process that you guys were using, either a communication process or that wasn't poss- quite working quite as well as you'd like, and then how you adjusted it? Because you must be adjusting some of these at times to, you know, continually be improving them. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, in terms of, like, you're looking for something maybe technology-wise, um, you know, we keep, uh, I mean, I keep everything up on, I don't, not on client information, but I keep all of um, kind of the file stuff that we're working on on, uh, like, a, like, a cl- on the, on the cloud, so that makes it a lot easier in terms of getting getting information and documents back and forth. Um, we do, in some ways, it's really basic. I mean, we work, we work on email, um, and then... That kind of is, is the majority of it, um, and then other than that, it's fairly straightforward, I guess. So I don't know if there's any kind of like specific technology I'm tech actually using, but it, it it seems to work. Okay, so maybe like can you, if you're okay with sharing this, would you be able to walk me through your process? So your um, the girl that works with you, she finds a new lead. So then what happens once she's got this new? Like who who's kind of doing what? It's just what I'm trying to do is just get a sense of sort of how yeah. you're. I think it'll help other For brokers sure. who are either considering doing what you're doing or already doing it, and think, okay, how can I maybe tweak my process? So just walk through the process yeah, of what sure. happens so, from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we get we get okay. We get leads in obviously a couple of ways. Some are going to come on from referrals um, that that we've been working with. So that that will come in the door. Um, another focus, obviously, because I'm I'm I have a pretty good online presence, so that's what we work on as well. So so leads will come in. Uh, from either our website or a phone call, um, it basically get, a lead will get passed on to uh, to Lori, um, where she'll follow up um, with the client if they want a phone call. If it's um, if it's an application where they, it's coming in online, I'll process that and then I'll basically pass that information off. Uh, to Lori, here's the application. This is what came in. This is what they're looking for. Here's their phone number, and it's kind of a contact then. Um, once. Uh, once uh, Lori's had the contact with them and they're moving forward in terms of doing a pre-approval, if, if it's a live deal, all the documents are coming to me. Um, all the applications are coming to me, so I'm keeping on top of that. Um, and then it goes from there. So if a, if a deal comes in, I'll go over the deal with um, with Lori before it gets you know submitted because we both have access to the files. Um, so she's on board and kind of what's happening and knows and knows the file. And from fulfillment, I'm sending everything to. The, I'm basically de- dealing with the underwriters, and I'm kind of a middle middle person between um, between the lenders and and you know basically Lori on the street would be basically the best way to say it. We all know in this business, a lot of this a lot of the time we spend bro- as brokers, we're waiting for that email, right? We're waiting for the tick mm-hmm. sheet from the lender. We're waiting for something to you know. We're waiting for something, and that what happens with there is you can't 
you if you're if you're sitting in front of your computer, even though you can you can maybe be working at home, you can you can work in a coffee shop for sure. But if you're sitting in front of your computer waiting for something, you can't be outsourcing business. So what's worked well for us is there's somebody that's always I can monitor that throughout the day, and she can be out on the road. So if there's something that's urgent that needs to be taken care of, there's somebody in the office to be able to do it. So that's that's been a definite benefit for our business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you basically, you're sitting there monitoring because I found for me too, when I'm out running around and emails are coming in, it's sometimes, you know, you've got to, and it's not something that you can just pass on. You got to deal with. It's like, oh, I got to get back and sit in front of my computer to get work done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, I mean, we can do, we can do tons with our phones, right? But we can only do so much when you're out, you know, you might be, you're out having a coffee with meeting with somebody, all of a sudden you need some one piece of paper for, for something to get instructed and you got to run back to your office because it's, you can't send it on your phone or you don't have it or whatever. So it works well. I think it takes a lot of the pressure off. I think, well, I guess off, off for both of us, right? Cause we were both roles that we were really good at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, good. So I had to push, I pushed a little bit there to get some more info, but I was trying to get, you know, uh, just to get a better insight on how you're doing that. So now on the sales process side, so you obviously still do your own, you're still you know, doing brokering yourself too. So do you have like a sales process that you've, that you've adjusted or tweaked in the last little while, even if it's an online thing? I know I was speaking um, with Jackson Middleton and he, and he was telling me like, they want to get back when a lead comes in online, they want to get back to the client within like five minutes or something or 20 minutes. Like it's, they, they said like, it's really been they noticed a big difference when you connect with people. So do you have something similar to that or? Yeah. I mean, I guess our, our folk, I mean, our focus this year has been, almost kind of going back to basics. Um, and it, it sounds kind of, sounds kind of silly and basic, but our goal of this year is to maybe not depend on technology as much. If that makes sense. Um, like much like Jackson's probably doing is getting back with someone, not with a, not with necessarily an email, but with a phone call or so taking it and making it a bit more personal. We're making a conscious effort now to touch, touch base with our clients more often, but also, in terms of our sale pro- sales process and 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 looking for referrals process, we're 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 sending out more personalized correspondence as opposed to email. So we're not going to necessarily follow up and say, "Hey, thanks for the referral" with an email or something like that. It's going to be a card. It's going to be it's going to be a bit more personal, and that's kind of the route that we're going. Okay, so you you're saying back to basics. So are you sending like a like a handwritten note when somebody sends you a referral, or what's the Absolutely, yeah. We have car- I mean, we have cards that I send out. If it's a referral, we send out a card that's saying, you know, thank you very much for your referral. If it's somebody even sending in an application, they're getting something in the mail afterwards saying, you know, thanks for very much for your application. Look forward to working with you. Has a little, you know, we have the spiel that's, that's handwritten, you know, we write on the card. That's going out. We're, we're, we're definitely taking it, a lot of it, I think, offline. That's kind of our... Our, our focus. We've got the online covered, right? It's quite simple. Once you have that set up, the online is kind of automated almost like it's there. It's taking that a step further to type, you know, to try and touch touch base with someone to make sure that they're, they know they're going to be looked after. Okay. So one other question about the, the handwritten notes. So do you like just, where do you, where do you source them? Do you get them like produced in mass? Do you buy them like, like, so how are you you know, cause... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, cards. I mean, I have them. It's basically that's the thing. I mean, you get. It's easy to say, you know, I got to send out more thank you cards. But until you order two hundred thank you cards from from a company, you're not going to do it, right? If you got to go to Staples and buy ten or fifteen cards, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be. It's going to take you three months to go to Staples because you just people get busy, right? They're ordered. They're from a company called Vistprint. They're not that expensive. They're customized and. They ship them to your door, so it's easy to send to you know to go. Uh, you know what? I got to send out ten cards this week somehow to somebody. If they're right in front of you on the desk, it's easy to do. 
and that's kind of, you know it's just having the it's just having the tools there right yeah because it's sometimes with things that are that the, the old school way of doing things though you do have to be pre- kind of prepared and planned otherwise you're it won't it won't happen right you do you do and it's easy you know everybody knows everybody knows what they have to do right in terms of touching base with clients it's just it's actually just focusing and actually doing it and it's much easier when you have a pile of cards that aren't going to run out for a year than having to go every every so often to go and pick up a thank you card i mean i've even got in my drawer a a whole stack of start you know coffee cards that if someone sends me a referral they get a coffee card so mm-hmm. it's just having it's just having them all there it takes you two minutes to write a card and, right and, and send it out yeah, I know that in the past I've tried, I've used that, but from like I don't know if you have a mailbox that's close. That seems pretty lame, but I've had like you know if I've got to drive to the mailbox to, to then it just sit bounced around in my car for two weeks. And I st- yeah, I actually went to the I send them out by email now because or, or companies that'll mail them for me because then it's like oh at least it's done. But there there you go. That's the that's the hardest part. I'm, I mean I'm fortunate enough to, I work out of the office, so if I Typically, there's other correspondence going out, so I can just put it on the pile, uh, and it gets it'll get sent out that way. Or I'll, if there's you know if there's a bit that I'm going past the mailbox, I'll I'll grab the pile and mail it for everybody. So it kind of works that way. Right. Yeah, that's good. But that's, um, yeah, because that that's what I found for me in the past is just not having them written and the card filled out, or maybe a gift card in there, and then just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I haven't sent this yet. And and uh, yeah, I I mean it all comes down to I mean it gets us the process. Everybody and we're, we're and we're talking about process. Everybody that sends in a referral, they get a thank you card, whether the whether the person even contact contacts me or not. If if someone's passing their name onto it for somebody in their friend like a friend and family, I mean that's appreciated. Whether they get in touch with me or not, I want to reward that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. I mean, I have card, everything set up, it's ready to go. I just as soon as the referral comes in and someone says, hey, I passed your name on to so and so, they. I get if I have their address, I, I I don't even I don't I respond by email say hey thanks and then I, it'll just make a card every Friday. There's a stack of cards. They go out. Right, you're you're rewarding the effort, it. not the result. It's it's the effort, not the result, because we all know in this business, I mean, not everything's going to close, um, and it's another. I kind of think it's another thing to keep track of, right? You want to well, you want to keep track of where your business comes from. You know, so if, if they're sure, if there's one person that's sending you a whole bunch of referrals, you're going to probably reward them differently than someone that sends you, you know, one every one one once a year. Um, but it's the, it's the reward. You want them to think about you for just passing the name along. You send them a card. It's not much. You don't have to you don't have to break the bank on those things. You know, you send them five bucks. It's like here's here's coffee for next Monday, and um, it seems to work okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the other thing I've been hearing a lot lately, talking to brokers, is this diversifying your income. And so, is this an is this an area that you're going to focus on in the next year, or, or have you been focusing on this? And if so, sort of what um, what are your thoughts I, on it? I mean, I can't, yeah. I mean, I guess obviously, this, I mean, the business is getting harder, right? It's getting more competitive with with the banks. I haven't really looked at like uh, in terms of outsourcing it. Like in terms of cross selling, but what I am more consciously looking at is when I can, if it makes sense for someone is and and the file is to place them with a lender that offers either renewals or uh, or, or trailers, and that's that's what I that's what I'm really focusing on when I'm when I'm placing someone in a product. Right. Yeah, I've been giving that a lot more thought lately too. I, it's not something that I did you know, six years ago very well, but no, I feel like no. long term, it's probably as long as it gets a you know good fit for the client and it can be, can be win-win for yep. both of you. Yep. I mean, if the rates are the same, you know, that's what you look at, right? You look at the file. If the rates, if the rate and the product is basically exactly the same and I can get 
I mean, you might, you might take a little bit of commission up front, you know, away, um, but you have that maybe op- opportunity of a, of a renewal down the, down the line. I'm going to take that renewal, that mm-hmm. renewal trailer if I, if I can. And I'm, I'm, and I'm making a bigger kind of looking at that more closely this year for sure. Cause it, as you see, like for me, I'm coming into, I'm in my fifth year, right? So I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see files churn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, a, I don't know, because it's a wake up call to know, you know, some of these people you can't get approved anymore and you, you might not necessarily be able to switch them out of something, you know? So I'm consciously kind of thinking ahead now, uh, maybe six more years down the road for when, when my book starts to turn. Right. Going. Yeah, um, no, I, I like that. That's good. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions now and just these ones you can answer with a little shorter answers. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Uh, let's keep it simple. That one's a business plan. Business plan. I, I, think I, I, I said it was short answer, but I'm so do you, uh, Can you, in like 30 seconds, can you tell me how, what your business plan looks like? Yeah, it's a big binder and it sits at my desk. And it's, uh, I look at it almost every day. Good for you. And did yeah. you, did you use it, like, did you just create it yourself or is there like a resource that you used to create uh, that? It was, a, it was a template I got. So if anybody's listening and they want the template, I think I got it. I got it from a quarry a long time ago. I've got a couple, I think I've got a couple of templates. It's nothing, it's nothing fancy. It's kind of, built more towards brokers. Um, but I use it to track, uh, we use it to track our, our monthly volume as well. So it's something we look at throughout the year and we've kind of set up what, you know, how many, how many, how many cards we want to send out, how many, so we, it, it's easy. It's more of a tracking to see it. It definitely, it's definitely changed, you know, it, it's a constantly evolving, but it's nice to have that binder. In your, mm-hmm. You look, cause you look at it every day and you go, okay, we said we we're going to do this. Why aren't we doing this? We have right. to do this, you know, so business plan. Take accountability. Good. Okay. What's the one yep. habit that's made you successful? habit i think i am um, let's go back to the beginning it's always learning right good and do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful uh the best program i think any mortgage worker can, can ever get is adobe acrobat pro it's like dealing with pdfs and if, you're, if clients are sending you jpegs and whatnot for files this thing converts everything it shrinks the size it's the best it's the best thing ever and do you run on just a uh do you run on a pc or a mac I'm a, I'm a Mac guy, so it, I have it on the Mac, but it is available for um, for the PC. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm going to check that one out. And so you like read, you said you like to read. So what book would you recommend for our listeners? You know what? I'm going to go back. There's one I want to pick up, and I'm going to I'm going to steal this from uh, Gordon McCallum. Um, he mentioned it yesterday in our hangout, but I, I've got it actually open in uh, Amazon right now. I'm going to see if I can pick it up somewhere. Uh, it's called The Ultimate Question. Um, 2.0, how net promoter companies thrive in a customer driven world. Um, it's a book on basically, uh, I'll read the, uh, I'll read the, uh, the link here when I can find it. It's a basically from what it is, it's about, uh, it talks about, um, getting from Gord, what it, what it talks about is questions to ask, uh, for like for referrals, but also for, um, customer reviews so getting that it kind of it kind of narrows down the questions you want to ask to almost like one ultimate question and you can you can that's the question you want to ask your clients right so it helps you focus your to to come up with the one ultimate question you could ask your clients your clients yeah cool i'm gonna i'll I'll check that out check it out ultimate question 2.0 it's by fred uh reichheld cool so it looks looks like an interesting book awesome Where, where do you think our industry's headed right now where's the opportunity Industry headed, obviously, things have gotten tougher, right? Tougher with the insurers. I think the opportunity um, is 
I mean, there's definitely opportunity for me with my business with partnering up. I think there's some, there's some definitely some value with that. Um, where's our business headed? Uh, I think with all the rule changes, we're heading towards get to know your, um, get to know your, your B lenders, your private lenders and, uh, your A minus lenders. I think we're going back to, um, we're going back a little bit to where, what mortgage brokers were. Right. Problem solvers. Yep. Okay, so this is one of my favorite questions. It's the DeLorean question. You remember Back to the Future? Yep. And so the DeLorean's this car. You know that they originally were going to use, a, I think, a refrigerator for the... But then they thought, no, this is a bad idea because if kids watch it and they want to climb into a refrigerator... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and it's plus the cool. The car is way cooler. Anyway, I digress. So the DeLorean is the car that you could get in travel in time. So if you could travel in the DeLorean back to the very first day you started as a mortgage broker and you could give yourself three pieces of advice, what would you say to yourself? Uh, do a business plan because I didn't at the very beginning and I think I learned that the hard way. Okay. What would be number two? Number two, I, I think it would be surround, you know, I think I kind of did it though, but um, just surround yourself. And I, I think a lot of new brokers don't, they kind of go to anywhere that will take them at the beginning. Um, you got to find, uh, and I've been fortunate enough to find that right from the get go. You got to find somebody that you work with as a mentor and that you want to work with that will support you. So find a good fit and a good mentor. Find a good, find a good fit. It's not about necessarily about like the split. It's um, you want to find someone that's going to have the time to uh, to take you, you know, to mentor you for sure. Okay, what would the third thing you tell yourself be? Hmm. Uh, I would say save, <laughs> save you because it, it's commission. I came from a I came from a um, uh, line of work that took off my taxes. Um, put a little bit aside for your taxes. That's probably good advice for any broker at any time <laughs> yeah. in their career. I know that. Don't don't spend your don't spend your commission before uh, the deal closes. There you go. Save yeah, save some tax. We money. learned that the hard way. Yes. And <laughs> at the end of the year, you're like, man, I did, that was awesome. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my goodness, I got up anyway. Yeah. So yeah, do like a tax installment plan or something. Okay, well, do a tax installment from day one. <laughs> Scott, I've really appreciated your time and your insights in this stuff, and so. Uh, people can they can check out the show notes at ilovemortgagebrokering.com I can hopefully get a link to that uh, business plan that you shared as well as the other stuff that we talked about so thanks so much for your time today Scott and so are you guys hiring right now? Um, yeah I mean I guess I'm not the broker owner but Lori <coughs> Lori is um, definitely I mean there's we're hiring um, you know with Lori the, the right right individual somebody I think somebody with experience um, especially up in northern northern BC we're looking to expand that area so so for sure Okay, where can people find you online? Uh, pretty easy. Just so you can Google uh, Scott Dawson. Um, I should sh- hopefully show up, but uh, website is uh, my own personal website is scottdawson.ca. Right. I know that you're all over Google, so there's no way that they're not going to find you if they type in your name. <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully they find me. They should be able to. Okay. Well, awesome, Scott. Yeah, I hope you have an amazing rest of your year and you 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 know bust that business plan. You too, Scott. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Want to learn from the top five mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP.
That's ilovemortgagebroking.com slash BID. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusive for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.